Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Hemke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about buying a used diesel truck. We get a bunch of calls. You know, we get a bunch of guys that call in inquiring about what truck to buy, what to look for, what's going to suit their needs. What's crazy is, is Paul, the amount of time that we've been here, the truck market has become that much older, right? Like, there's a lot of trucks in our careers here that were new that are now turning into 10, 11, 12 year old trucks. Yeah, it is wild to me. Like, I remember when LMLs were out and I was first here, I was like, oh, these, this is the new truck. And yeah. now when you, you go to look at a 2011, yeah, you're, you're like, like, oh, <laughs> oh, fuck, do the math. It's 2023. This shit is old. Like, yeah. this is yeah. old. Uh, so we'll get into it. We got a, we got a whole bunch of fun things to say about, about used diesel trucks and buying used diesel trucks. Uh, before we dive in too far, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Huge sale going on right now over at Calibrated Power, home with DuramaxTuner.com. Chris, uh, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about it? Yeah, so we have a, a wide variety of product offerings from deals, sales on switch on the fly tuning, uh, tuning packs for pretty much all three RPOs, you know, Duramax, Ford, Cummins. Uh, we offer, uh, we're offering a transmission option, right? So, uh, the five-speed trans from an 01 to 05, we have the option to upgrade it to a six-speed. So we're doing a sale on six-speed 01 to 05 trans trucks. We're offering a sale on the six-speed conversion kit itself. And then we're offering a 10% off on all of our turbochargers. So our line of Stealth 64 and Stealth 67 G2 lineup. That's right, man. Absolutely. It's a, it's a big sale. This is their busiest month of the year, generally. Uh, if you're looking to get a deal on diesel performance upgrades, the Time is now. Jump yeah. on over. Give us a call. Chris, you know, how can they get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me. Uh, it's cmkey at duramaxtuner.com or dial the main line 815-568-7920, extension 2121. And Paul, I just want to give a shout out. We've had some listeners reach out to me because we've been talking about this sale for the last few weeks. And I have had a, a couple of listeners reach out and take advantage of that stuff and you know listen to the podcast. Love you guys. I have questions on my truck. So we're I'm glad to help where I can, whether it's answering questions, getting them set up with product, giving them uh, you know advice. You know, glad to help any way I can on Should that. Should we just throw a crazy promo out here without me having it approved by anybody right now and yeah. give away a diesel performance podcast t-shirt? I think we should. If if you place an order with me, right, yep. or you you do an order, I will put a diesel performance podcast t cast t-shirt in the box. While supplies last, I'm not going to reorder last. quantity. Yep. I got limited quantity. Give a call directly over to Chris. Let him know you listen to the show. Let him know you want a free shirt. He'll throw it in the box. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to ask anybody for approval for this. We'll just no, ask for forgiveness, forgiveness if I get yelled yeah. at later. That's our motto. I love it. Next in line, Exergy Performance, right? Your one-stop shop for anything common rail injection. So whether it's you know stock replacement or performance, Exergy can definitely get you taken care of. I know for myself, I've made the switch. <clears throat> I use their winter blend additive in my TDI. And uh, now that the weather is starting to kind of take shape, um, uh, I'm re up on the summer blend, so I have my truck and the car all taken care of. So, <laughs> you know, shout out to those guys. Ready to roll, absolutely. XTP, your one-stop shop for diesel performance. Check them out. They got our stealth boost testers and switches up on their website. Uh, go ahead and jump over to XTP.com and get those ordered today. And last but not least, WC Fab, right? Whirly Custom Fab. I love working with Jason and the boys. What's really cool is I was talking to one of the guys in R&D the other day, and uh, Jason, uh, WC Fab's 21 shop truck, their L5P is here getting some things done to it. And uh, there was some discussion about getting into the newer Ford stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's cool to see the, uh, you know, innovation and Jason wanting to grow into certain segments. So, you know, you Ford guys out there with your with your super duties, uh, be on the lookout. There's going to be some 
cool stuff. I'm sure there's going to be piping and intakes and traction bars and all the crazy colors that those boys offer. So, you know, there's going to be some cool things in the Ford lineup, I would assume, in the future. That's it, man. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's dive into our topic today, buying a used truck. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I want to say the 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 most notable memory I have of buying a used diesel truck, Chris, is when I was very very new here at Duramax Tuner. Okay. Nick found a Nick the owner found a used LB7 for like four grand in Indiana. Okay. Now at the time we were a smaller shop. Uh, I don't even think we owned a trailer at the time. Uh, so he sent me with some friends of mine that owned a towing company and a flatbed and paid them to to deadhead out to yep. north central indiana uh to look at this used truck and i show up to this lb7 the list is, i mean this is craigslist day so the listing post is like ran and drive last time we had it on the road no known mechanical issues four grand need cash fast first first one to show up gets it so like i drove out that morning like i saw it posted like 9 a.m and i was on the road by like 10 uh we get there and it was one of the saddest moments when I actually actually got up to the truck. Asked him to not have it running. No worries. It doesn't run, it turns out. It, <laughs> Don't it, worry. It doesn't run. You. Three of the tires are flat. It's yep. in the middle of a field. Like it, It's back off the lot, like off the property, like towards the brush line. This is a private sale. Correct? Yeah, this is a private okay. sale. Um, I'm like, man, well, even if the tires are fucked, like tires ain't bad for four grand at the right. time. I mean, this is when LB7s are selling it. 10 15 grand easy for for one yeah. with 100,000 miles. Like well, you could thinking, get one cheap if it was a ton. We're thinking but like, this is this is 2013, yeah. right? So we're talking one of these trucks 10, you know, 10 12 years old at this point. Right. right. Yeah. So so they they were still bringing in a dollar. Um man, but went through every everything you would check on the side of the road and every single thing turned out horrible. There wasn't a good sign of life. In the whole damn truck, the truck which just ran into the ground. Yeah, was yeah. So know. I had to turn around, drive back empty. It's, yeah. it's one also one of the only times I've ever gone out to look at a used vehicle and not made some sort of offer. Yeah, so like usually if you're walking away, you might as well offer them a hundred bucks to get it off their property. Right, right. Of I, course, I wouldn't take a hundred bucks to remove this thing from their property. Oh. I mean, it's not like you're close to home either. You know, yeah that's, yeah. that's a big a big risk that you have. You know, I've had a couple encounters personally with my own stuff where, you know, I bought one truck from uh, you know from Texas and one truck from Tennessee in the past. And, um, you know, you, you don't have the ability to see it firsthand, so it is a sight unseen. But now you're relying on the seller and their description. Or if I'm going to make the travel, I usually try to get a lot of in-depth photos. Right. A lot of the driver's seat, steering wheel, you know, just the driver's space. And then, you know, all the other good stuff, the engine bay, the undercarriage, you know, just exterior, right? I, I'm not... Depending on what I'm looking for, if it's a personal truck, I don't want it all scratched up. I don't want it all dinged up and dented. But um, I've always believed that, you know, if the driver's seat, if the driver cockpit area is in good running condition, you know, it's all in good, good shape, then the truck has probably been a little bit more uh, well-kept. Right. You know, and that's that's been something my dad taught me years ago when looking at used vehicles. It's something that I've always had in the back of my mind. and. It's only burnt me once or twice. God, I remember my dad's advice was check the ashtray. If they use the ashtray, the car's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's... I mean, this is back when cars had ashtrays, right? right? right. But, like, that that was growing well, up. That was our thing that, on, on beaters. That's a true statement. Yeah. That's a true statement. I took my mom, you know, not uh, a couple years ago now. We were looking for a newer SUV for her, and uh, we found this listing local. Super, super nice. The vehicle was awesome. Like, real pretty. It was a Jeep. Nice, nice four-door Jeep. And uh, we get there. We go look at it guy offers to take you for a drive and he's got a pack of cigarettes in his hand and he smoked two cigarettes while we were walking around the outside right 
And it dawned on me, I'm like, what if? Didn't look inside the car, get in the car, just reeks of an ashtray. There's still butts sitting in the center, you know, yeah. uh, the center part of where that vehicle didn't have an ashtray, but he had uh, like an ashtray, you know, like a- In the cup holder, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, like mom, I've owned for them. that, I'm out. Like you're, this this isn't the vehicle, right? Yeah. For that reason. But, uh, you know, there are a couple uh, cigarette, you know, holes in the seats and stuff like that, like- you know? a, a longtime smoker, so yeah, I I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't your voice, I don't radio voice. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't know about that. Um, I'm just joking. No, no, but I think I think uh, thinking back to the headliner burns and the the yeah, I mean it beer, like all that it shit. Happens. Yeah, it all you, you end up with it. But but used trucks. Um, there there's some things that I think I think mechanically you can go through that are check. I think one of my favorite ones, if we're just gonna get into like top piece of advice thing, I check yeah. on every diesel truck. I I would check. Um. Flipping the oil cap over and seeing if we got blow by. Yeah, you know, I that's that's a favorite. That's a good one. You know, I think uh, I think having the truck be cold when you get there Crucial. is a really good indication of okay, how does the cold start take place? How does the injector you know fire up? You know that kind of thing. You know, to your point, the oil cap that's a big one. Checking the oil, right? Something so simple as checking yeah. your oil. Um, I like to get underneath. You know, I like to get underneath the truck. You know, I like to see, okay, do you have oil weeping from, you know, the front of the motor where your front timing cover and your oil pan meet or the oil pan where it mates to, you know, the upper oil pan if it's a Duramax or to the block um, or, you know, to the rear, right, where the rear, uh, you know, the, the rear bell housing adapter plate and, you know, the oil pan all meet. So those are some of the things that I always like that. That's like the bare minimum that I do. Yeah. So, you know, those are some things I always look at. I think of like one of my close buddies. Um, he lives in, uh, he now lives in Kentucky, right? And uh, he wanted to buy a, a bucket truck. Right? He wants to get into, you know, he's he's worked in the in the Like field. tree trim and bucket truck? Yeah, a, a tree trim and bucket truck. Okay. But um, in his line of work, what he's trying to get into is he wants to do like storm chasing, right? And, and go help, uh, you know, re, uh, rebuild areas after storms have come through. Okay. And if you have a bucket truck, there's more opportunity for you than there would be not having the bucket on the truck or not having a truck for okay, that matter. Okay, sure. So he tells me he finds this truck down in central Florida, right? It's a 2012 Ram, $70,000 truck, right? 2012, I think 70 grand is a lot of money, but it's got the bucket, it's got the hydraulic, like it's it's set up, right? It's, it's what you would think a utility truck would be, right? Yeah. And uh, he calls me up, he goes, what do I do? I'm like, well, I'm going to overnight you one of my easy links. I'm going to get it to you. I was like, and you're going to take that with you, and you're going to go down there, and I'm going to walk you through some of the diagnostics. Now, us being in the business that we're in, we know some of those weak links. Like, we know what an LML weak link would be. We know what some of the L5P stuff would be, and we know what some of that coming stuff is. Yeah. You know, turbocharger, actuator, vein position, <laughs> you know, some of those. So I was like, all right. And like, you know, my buddy's name's Nick. I'm like, Nick, you're going to go there. The truck's not going to run. I'm going to have you plug in. I'm going to look for stored codes right off the bat. After that, we want to start the truck. We want to get it up to operating temp. We want to check, you know, check the oil. We want to check these things. But then we're going to go and we're going to log the truck. We're going to watch what the vein position actual desired. We're going to check these things. We want to do a wellness check. Yeah. You know, this isn't some low mileage truck. This is a 150, 160,000 mile truck. The truck's been used. There's a reason that it was for sale, right? There's a reason that it's at a lot. And, uh, you know, we went about it that way. Well, I think this brings up a couple of good points. Um, there's your basic spot check, things you could look at with your eyes and tell if there's a problem. You do got to know where to look in some general sense. But if you're out buying, if, if you're going to spend more than $10,000 on a vehicle, you probably should educate 
date yourself a little bit about it. So hopefully if you're listening to this show, you're already past that point of you know all the visual checks to make. Um, there's a big difference between a scan tool and a data logger. Yeah. And I think this is where, like, if you're an advanced mechanic and you have a very expensive, you know, Snap-on Solstice or, Home or run. something like that, yeah. you already know about this. Yeah. This is, like, kind of beneath what, what your skill level is. <clears throat> However, if you're if you're just a guy at home and you're thinking about buying your first diesel truck and you're going to go spend 20, 30, 40, 50 grand on it, um, buying a... God, I think all of them are okay. You do got to know the vehicle you're going to look at to know which tuning hardware right. is a good data logger no, for you. And I think if, uh, but there is something available for all of the platforms. And if nothing else, a CTS three monitor is probably your best thing to go with you. If you got a buddy who has oh, yeah. a CTS monitor, just borrow it. No, I mean, I think if you're an entry level, this is your first diesel truck. Like a lot of this stuff, you kind of learn over time. Like you're yeah. probably not going to have these opportunities to have these components. Or more importantly, know what you're looking at. If that's the case and it's a used vehicle, maybe it's your best opportunity to take it to the local diesel shop or repair facility in your area to do a once-over. You know, in, in, in our line of work with what we do, we have groups of friends that buy used trucks and they use us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they like, hey, what can you help me with? This is what I'm looking for. And we're usually glad to help. Do you know how many LB7s I've data logged at 11 o'clock at night on the oh, side of a road in a farm field because one of my buddies was looking at buying one and you're just like oh, yes all 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 of the injectors look like they're bad yes <laughs> yep. or um, i had my one neighbor ask me if i had a used car lot next door because i would have friends come over to plug into their truck and this and that and there'd be different trucks coming in and out and they're like do you even own a vehicle? Like, what? <laughs> how many vehicles do you have? And it's like, no, my buddy had this issue, and this buddy had that issue, right? Yep. But um, you know, checking, you know, what are what are some of the bare minimum things, right? We talked about vein position, right? We talked about the vein cycling on the turbocharger. I think any of your newer modern diesel pickup truck, that's going to be a shoe in, and then fuel pressure. You know, a lot of these newer trucks, a lot of these trucks have CP4 pumps. There's the plagued CP4 question, yep. or we talk about balance rates on injectors for injector health. These are all. All things that any of your simple scan tools, like an Easy Link, like an EFI Live AutoCal, like an Edge Insight Monitor, would give you that ability to do. Yeah. And it just it, it allows you to be put at a little bit more of an ease of saying, okay, you know, I'm buying a good one. Well, yeah. I, I mean, listen, like you're going to have to repair your used diesel truck at some point. The yeah. question is, how long are you going to get? Before you have to start putting money into repairs, and they're, right? they get expensive. Yeah, very, expensive. very. So, so you want to avoid the biggest cost and the most problematic thing with your truck first. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at a six liter, a Power Stroke six liter, you're going to really pay a lot of attention to the coolant yep. and the oil. You're going to be this paying attention to crucial well, for I, that truck. Any any diesel, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to be as we're talking. As you bring up a great point. You know, as you're talking about blow by and you're talking about you know the fuel, the oil, you're going to I pay a lot of attention to the coolant reservoir. Yeah. You know, is there is there black soot and dirt and debris in in the coolant reservoir? If that is the case, or chances are. Same thing if the coolant looks brand new and fresh like they just put just it in put before it you in. showed up. That's always like a It's like a hey, let, let's let's work this yeah. test drive extra hard. So I want to see what happens. Let me ask you this, Paul. You're looking for a Duramax, Power Stroke Cummins, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's pretty simple across the board. And uh, you go and you open up the hood and, and you open up the, the overflow for your coolant and you see a black ring in the inside. 
right? A, a black, it looks like dirt. It literally looks like muck and dirt. Oh. Right, the coolant doesn't look terrible, but again, there's muck and there's there's dirt on the side of the, the, the tank. What do you think that would be? I mean, my my first, because I am definitely on the, the pessimistic side of when course. it comes to used vehicles, is I think that I'm going to have oil in my my coolant okay. or, or fuel in my coolant uh and that i have a blown head gasket potentially mm-hmm. or some other cross contamination issue now the fuel that you're referring to that would be more of like the exhaust gas right, right. Uh, the the carbon right has been circulated yeah. um i agree like a hundred percent that's usually what that indication would be and it it it's possible, right? Yeah. Like it, it happens. Yeah. You know? it, it, it's, I, and I don't I don't want to scare to everybody to death that if the coolant tank isn't perfectly clean, no, it's fucked, God, right? No. So so this is this is where I think either one of us would go into, we need to examine this further, or this is a strong negotiating yeah. point for the vehicle. Huh. Um, examining it further can be tough sometimes. I've seen head gaskets that are problematic, uh, are leaking, but maybe don't have every classical sign of leaking uh i've definitely seen fuel contamination um that really only shows itself after you've worked the truck for a while like leaking injectors and things like that like especially on older like five nine um or in the in the lbz lmm world right where injectors become a little bit more tired but you wouldn't know it unless it was hot and under a load there you go see that in the five nines we see that in some of the six sevens notorious in the lmm lbz and even yellow eye trucks yeah so. so this is where like fluid is so so important it tells you so much uh where it's not just how hard has the truck been worked it's looking at the fluids and, and you can send out for for oil analysis right. and, and different things like that that i think is a really really good idea uh sometimes it's it's not practical like right. if you're if you drove four hours to the state you know to the next state over to go look at a vehicle like yeah. you're probably not going to take an oil sample and send it in right but you're also not going to be like i remember the the truck in tennessee that i picked up i had asked the the seller to sell to send me a couple photos i got like a hundred photos yeah or my 0759 when i bought that that was a texas truck and the gentleman lived in the northern uh, wisconsin he was a retired hot shotter so the truck lived its whole life in the south he drove the truck up north to retire the truck sat in a garage the truck I mean, you remember the truck. Yeah. It was very clean. Um, and when I started questioning him on that, his rebuttal to me was, what's your email? I'll just send you some photos. And I mean, I I don't think the email, the photos to this day have uploaded fully because that was how many <laughs> photos he sent. And he was, he was a man of his word through and through. Like that truck was like... For a 350,000-mile truck, yeah. there's a lot of risk involved, and that truck did not disappoint when I drove. And that was an eight-hour drive to go yeah. get that thing. You're not going to just go and drive four or five hours sight unseen you know, for something. you know. No, no. Not, I mean, not at the point that you're worried about your used diesel truck, right? right? Um yeah, so fluid fluid's really important. I love I love some of your notes about the interior, checking the interior. I think that's a good one. That's a for me, I am the worst when it comes to inspecting interiors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually spend so much time looking at the outside of the truck and talking about the you, you know, what do the gauges say and what is what does the data log say that I'm really bad about looking for like major interior flaws. Uh, I bought a truck one time with a, a carpeted dash, yeah. never lifted the carpet. Was it a Dodge? It was it was a Ford. It was it was the oh, seven wow. three. No it was the seven okay. three. It wasn't it wasn't bad underneath. Yeah. Like like this is one where I didn't get fucked, um, but I did feel dumb. Like three months later, my my girlfriend now wife uh, was in the truck and she goes, "Have you ever looked under here?" And I went, I said, "No." 
Let's just, just like, like, because I'm not good about paying attention to the detail of lifting up the carpeted dash to see how does the dash look underneath. It wasn't like totally destroyed or anything. Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, oh, this is, this is one of those that I think, I think having two people when you go to look at a well, truck is crucial. You, literally, you just got in my head because that is something that I was just gonna say is crucial. I have had a couple of friends, you know, over the years when I go to look at something used, you know, if I don't know the seller or anything like that, you try to bring someone along because they're generally, their checklist and their thought process is different than yours. And between the two of you, you can checklist, you know, the entire vehicle from front to back. Right. There's been a couple of things, you know, I bought, I bought a vehicle. I'll be very transparent. This is a rookie move and I've been doing this for as long as I have. I bought a a Volkswagen one time, a TDI, and I thought I was, you know, getting the deal of a lifetime. Super excited. I was just excited to get my hands on this particular vehicle without even realizing the shortcomings of the vehicle. I got the vehicle home, realized that the vehicle was fully deleted, had no idea. (laughs) And that brings me into another topic of discussion is we've seen this influx of of vehicles and dealers that take in vehicles, right? And um, there's been this thing for a while where dealers don't sell emissions off vehicles. You know, they can only be emissions on. And, Paul, we've seen over the years to that not necessarily be true. Some dealers will take in vehicles and resell them. So we'll have guys call in and be like, oh, I bought this truck. Um, I'm looking for tuning. I'm looking for this or I'm looking for that. Or, hey, I took it to go get some work done. They returned it back to stock and now the truck won't run. I never realized that it was deleted or was emissions on or whatever. And I think back like to when I bought my Volkswagen that one time years back, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, damn, I've been there. I did that, and it was something so rookie, you know, such a rookie move that you don't think about. Yeah, well, I, I think on the TDI, that's such an easy one to overlook as well, because even even an emissions equipped TDI is still pretty rattly. So the sound, yeah, the, ra- the, the sound isn't yep. isn't so far off that it no. is on like a, a you know a Duramax the, or something like that. What but is yeah. funny with that though is is I remember noting to the seller, wow, this has a lot more space than the Jetta I've had. I can see the downpipe. What people that aren't in the Volkswagen world don't know is the filter sits off the back of the fucking turbocharger, right? Like it just was one of those. I went myself. I didn't bring a friend. It was dark out. It wasn't, you know, it was yeah. just, I was in that moment you yeah. know, and it is what it is, but you'll get a lot of guys where, you know, they buy these trucks secondhand and they don't know what they're necessarily buying because they might not have necessarily have done their research prior before purchasing. They just got so excited that I've always wanted a Dodge Cummins diesel. I always wanted a Chevrolet Duramax 2500. Now here's my opportunity to get that crew cab short bed truck on 33s, and I'm not going to pay attention to anything else because it's the sex that sells. That's what I want. Then they get the truck and they realize, oh, shoot, I bought a truck that isn't what I thought I was buying because I got so excited about that initial purchase. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I also wonder how many dealerships know what emissions equipment is. You know, I question It's like that. if you really don't deal with, with diesels on a regular basis. When I was real young, 18, 19, I worked at a car dealership for a mm-hmm. few months uh, or a year or whatever. And um, we had one diesel on the lot. It, it was, God, this is 05. So it was an LLY. It was a brand new truck. Um, I didn't know anything about diesel at the time. I like... 
nobody there knew anything about diesel. I ended up selling the truck to a farmer who came in and he he knew everything about it and was like telling me all about all the details yeah. of the truck. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, so the turbo's like different than the older ones. All right, man. Yeah, like yeah. let's get you written up. Can you finance this thing? Yeah. Um, and and that's about how much I think everybody at our dealership knew. Mm-hmm. was just like, hey, don't put regular gas in this. Right. No, I mean, so, I think about the early 2000s, you know, that was exactly, like, my dad had a couple landscape trucks, and that was exactly it. Like, I knew nothing about diesel then. Yeah. But I was just, yeah, don't put gas in it. Yeah. So so I, I wonder fuel. about, like, like when dealerships take in trucks on trade now, we know some of the, the like, diesel specialty used lots around us. Totally they a different take situation. deleted yeah. trucks in, yeah. and, and they're, real, they're real finicky about it. I also wonder... Excuse me. How many of these trucks get deleted? Somebody slaps emissions equipment on it, drives it to get the readiness monitors off, and drops it off at the dealership. Yeah. It's like I've seen that go wrong, horribly wrong, no. so many no. times. I've seen. There's a couple guys that have been looking for trucks out this way, and you know I've always had that fear. If you're buying something like new, new, right? I was 15 plus, let's say, or yeah. you know, oh seven and a half plus. Um, you know, what they started doing in some of the newer, like more of the Rams that I deal with is they put marker tamping paint on all of the connections for the, all the emissions. Well, that's usually a good tall tale sign of, okay, has this been manipulated? Has it been messed with? Yeah. And if the tabs are broken, like in the 19 plus Rams, everything is tabbed over. So the only way to remove it is to bust the tabs. Right. You know? So it's a good way to say, okay, has this truck been emissions off and then it got reverted back to stock yeah i've i've ran into some of those horror stories sure. i've ran into guys where they purchased a truck during all the you know the covid you know stuff going on can't get trucks trucks are you know inflated double in the price yeah and then they go and they buy this truck and the truck is just a paperweight like they knew nothing about the background of the truck and the dealer took it they slapped everything back on or they took the truck in on trade with everything slapped back on they didn't know what they were buying yep yeah, it's it's tough out there. Um, God, some of the advice to avoid stuff. I like I like what we've given so far. Right, check the interior. Well, of bring course, a friend. It's our advice. <laughs> Come on. Uh, what do you think is key? What what's something that you learned the hard way? So for me, I would say a couple things that I learned the hard way. That Volkswagen experience that was probably a tough. That was probably one of the tougher pills for me to swallow. Yeah. Um, years ago, uh, granted, I had a lot more time on my hands and had a lot less to lose. Um, but I found uh, the Craigslist era. I found a Craigslist ad. Um, we're in northern Illinois. This was in central Minnesota. Uh, sorry, southern Minnesota. Um, but they had a couple of first gens on the property. It was like an estate deal, and they wanted them gone. The photos on the Craigslist ad looked so nice, like cab and a half long bed, four wheel truck, and then a regular cab, two wheel drive truck. Like score, score of a lifetime. Me and a buddy ran, drove, uh, followed each up, uh, followed each other up there tandem. One with a car dolly, one with a trailer. We had our sights on buying these trucks. We get there. Now, the seller never sent us any photos outside of what the ad showed, okay? We got up there. Um, the ads were sold as rust-free units, running driving. One truck wouldn't run. One truck, uh, the the bed the bed sides were completely detached from the front of the bed. Yeah. Just rotted out. Um, and that one would run, but every time you would start it and go drive through the parking lot, uh, or the 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 driveway or the lot area where it was parked, uh, trans fluid would just start pissing out the underneath of the truck. Oof. So for me, I learned at that point that, okay, if I'm going to buy something out of, out of state or you know a couple hours away, 
I want in-depth photos in that moment. And uh, it was shortly after that that I bought, you know, my 0759 truck where I learned from my mistake. I learned from that. I was able to get all the in-depth photos. The seller was more inviting to send me the photos than what I was demanding. And that's usually a good sign. Not you having to chase them down for the information, chase them down for the photos. Because I tend to feel like you're hiding something at that point. Right. So I always say, you know. Kind of get the vibe of the seller, you know, kind of feel them out on why why they're selling something, what they're selling it for, and then some additional pictures, some more intricate photos of the vehicle or the platform that you're trying to buy, so you know what you're getting yourself into. I'm going to tell you about the hardest time I got fucked buying a vehicle. Okay. Uh, traded. I traded. Okay. Uh, okay, so I had some extra cash. I went and I bought a... 85 Mustang with okay. a five speed, 505 speed. Yeah. It, it was beat to the point that, like, I didn't have a parking brake. I had a block of wood, okay. but it was the same block of wood that propped up the driver's seat. Oh, wow. So this is like, this is like teenage, college bucks. years, like Paul era. Mid 20s. Nice. Uh, solid. <laughs> I was working here. Oh. So this is within, within the last 10 years. Nick didn't like you. Nick loved this Mustang. <laughs> loved it. He thought it was the coolest thing I could have ever done. I, uh, I'm i like, all right, cool. The, the the Mustang's dumb. My dog barely fits in it. My girlfriend won't ride in it because uh, I can't drive it without dumping the clutch and Stalling being stupid. It. I don't think I stalled it as much as I just burned through a set of tires in okay. like 45 days, but whatever. Um, I'm like, cool, I'm, I'm going to trade it. I'm gonna, I, everybody's talking about trading on Craigslist these days, so yeah. I'm going to trade it. Find a guy with a roughly, I don't remember the year exactly, like a 91 square body GM one ton regular cab with a fiberglass plow and the fancy controller. Okay. Mint. Truck is fucking, for what it is, like, it is mint. Dude's like, yeah, I want to trade for the Mustang. So I drive over to McHenry uh, right across from the, from the outdoor theater. Okay. Pulling his driveway, he pops the hood, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, you can drive it. I got to get rid of this thing. Uh, big, long, dr- dramatic story. I jump in the truck. He jumps in the Mustang. He rips it around the block. He comes back. He's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, cool. He's like, oh, hey, uh, did you just add coolant to this thing? Because I noticed there's coolant like on top of the block. And I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, totally. Like, I just topped it off before I left left Union. Uh, no, I, I absolutely had not. Uh, that just was pissing coolant at this point, oh, wow. potentially from the drive there that I beat the fuck out of it. So anyways, karma comes back to you because then when I go to trade this truck away, uh, I find a guy with a two-door Tahoe. Oh. And I'm like, I love two-door Tahoes. Right. There's nothing ever been manufactured that is cooler than a two-door Tahoe. And this is a 6.5. And I'm like, perfect. I work at Duramax Tuner for like, I don't know, 60 days at this point. Um, I definitely need a diesel. And I mean, a 6.5 is close enough. It's a GM diesel. Like, right. it's still cool. So you were so new at the company that you didn't know that the 6.5 wouldn't be supported. I was told. I just didn't okay. want to hear it. Gotcha. Okay. I was okay. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool for you guys who have money. But like, I'm broke. This is cool. I have another vehicle at the time. It's not like this is my only vehicle. Uh, the other vehicle's whatever been smashed into a tree at this point but like it still drove so whatever whatever um so i find this guy this guy's awesome he sends me tons of pictures right away he's super attentive he wants to get on the phone and talk i'm a talker he's a talker we like seem like oh we're buddy buddy he's like dude i'm even gonna do you a favor i'm gonna drive to you because i'm in central illinois 
it's like five hours away. He's like, I'm going to drive to you. And I'm like, perfect. Bro, if a 6'5 can make it five, six hours, whatever, up from central Illinois, this is a good, reliable truck. Like, right. I should do this deal. Right. Shows up with it on a trailer. Oh. Unloads it in front of my house. I go out. He's like, yeah, man, no, it's just easier. I, I, you know, figured I'd just... I wasn't sure how your truck was going to drive or if it could handle a long trip like that. Blah 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 blah. Like, just thought I'd do you a favor. I'd trailer it up here. So, so in the meantime, so you had this. this, you had this, this regular cab, and it drove fine. No it was issues. perfect. There okay. was absolutely no problem with it. I was just like, oh, I really love two door Tahoes. Okay. So I drive. I test drive the Tahoe, and I mean, I I got on it. Like, and I took it to the shop, and I had our mechanic at the time take a look at it, and he's like, Meh, yeah, I mean, it's a six five, but it's fine. There's nothing like that stands out as horrible with it. He's like, oh, look, they even did the PMD reroute. Okay. But I didn't look to see where the PMD was mounted, and I didn't drive it long enough for the truck to get, like, really hot. Like, I just kind of drove it around for, like, five minutes. I had the mechanic look at it, so it sat on a rack for 30 minutes. I drove it for, like, another five minutes. I went back was like, yeah, let's trade. And then I went to drive to to the town like 10 minutes away the next day but i let the truck idle outside because it's like fall time yeah so let the truck idle for like 20 minutes and then i go down i jump in i'm like oh man it is warm in here it's nice and toasty and i back it up and it dies (laughs) and every single day after that that i owned that vehicle it died while driving for one reason or another the pmd it turns out had not been rerouted to where you reroute pmds to to like the bumper or the top of the intake or anything like that this asshole rerouted his pmd to to inside the cab directly in front of the heat vent on the driver's side <laughs> like you can't make up the stupidity of this like you can't make it up then the starter goes out and it's not like where the starter mounts it mounts to the bottom of the block on yeah. those but the corner of the block was fucking missing chris I mean, it was missing. I mean, like, you're like, Paul, what do you mean? Like, it's a block. Like, it can't. No, there was a chunk of the aluminum block not there. And instead, there's a long threaded. I can't even get through this. I'm dying. Um, there's a long threaded bolt, like a long threaded pipe with nuts and bolts welded on top and bottom to pinch the starter to the block around this missing piece where the fourth bolt was supposed to connect. <laughs> so I go and I buy a Napa starter. They're like, do you want the expensive, nice Napa one or this this shit one? I was like, bro, give me the shit one because I'm fucking smart (laughs) and you're not going to upsell me. You're not going to take advantage of me. So I went home and it failed three days later. So I had to go and buy the Napa one, which then had, they're like, oh, don't worry. This has lifetime warranty. So if this happens again, you're covered. Well, you know what you really don't want to do is replace a starter on this truck every six days, which is the longest it was ever not broken down was six days. I, I could never be so mad at somebody in my life. Like I had this guy. You were mad at yourself. I I was mad at myself. I really wanted to like. Just, I don't know, swat this guy. Like, I was ready to dock somebody. Like, I just, I was so, so screwed. And, like, if I had not, if I would have just been honest with that guy when I traded the Mustang for the one ton. You don't think karma would have got me? I don't think karma would have got me. I think I think I would have, I think I would have been smarter than trading for the 6.5. I don't have, I don't have anything horrible like that. Yeah. Like, the, the worst thing is I drove the Minnesota. Right. Like, 
That sucks. Yeah, it, like, it I was, feel bad for you. It man. was a brutal lesson. I mean, this is ten years ago, so don't feel too bad. What, like, what you the know. listeners don't know about this aftermath was that you at the time you were trying to trade that off. Yes, through Craigslist. Yes, and you found a unique, one of a kind. <laughs> KTM Orange Rattle Can. No, no, Mako. It was Mako. Mako paint job. It I looked, had, I looked, probably find the receipts. Looked Rattle Can. It was a Mako KTM Orange 12 valve Cummins 95 regular cab, you know, all the bells and whistles had an automatic trans. And and you you tried trading the Tahoe for it. It right? was a pile of trash that was listed okay. on Craigslist and willing to trade. And I I sent a did. text. Yeah, you did. Said, hey, want to trade for a, an awesome, amazing, yeah. one of a kind, truly unique uh, two door Tahoe, so you could be cool, right? And and this this fucking moron who owns the truck, uh, the the twelve valve, is like, no, I'm too good for you. I was like, oh, okay, that's odd. I'm pretty sure there was a fuck off in there at some point, also. Like there was one of us. But what's funny is, is six months later. I started with the company, right? So I start with the I company. I hate this story so much. And and we're exchanging phone numbers because we were going to start working out at the local gym together. Yeah. And you yeah. take my number in your phone to find out that I was the seller of the KTM Orange 12 Valve. <laughs> it just proves Small what world. I knew since the first day they hired you at Duramax Turner. It's like, I'm not going to like this no. guy. So... <laughs> Don't be shitbags to people that you try to buy stuff online. You never know if you're going to be coworkers with them. Yeah. You know? You never know. You never know. Don't be shitbags. <laughs> All right. Well. I don't I don't think I could give any better advice, and there no, are no better stories that we could share. No. Uh, guys, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no, get it.